Welcome to the Built and Beyond podcast. This is where we share trends and knowledge and cool tools that just might help take some bricks off your back. If you're looking for insight into the built and natural environment, and well, beyond, this is the place. If you're in the federal space and want to drive innovation, we have some thoughts. Transportation, asset management, water infrastructure concerns keeping you up at night? We have guests who will talk about that too. We're all in this together, so let's get to it. Welcome to Data, Your Most Valuable Asset. Hello, my name is John Pregler, Vice President of Asset Management Solutions with Data Transfer Solutions. In 2017, data surpassed crude oil as the most valuably traded commodity in the world. Undoubtedly, data is a top three asset in terms of value any organization, including a federal, state, or local government overseas. The return on investment in your data assets are not all financial and can be innumerable and seemingly immeasurable. It all depends on how you and the programs you put in place to manage your data and your desired outcomes are structured. Turning your data into wisdom and using that wisdom to make a positive and calculated or predictable impact requires many considerations in three critical areas if you wish to develop a more meaningful information management system that allows for predictive analysis. Those three key pillars are a well-defined data governance program, centralized data warehousing, and data analytics and reporting, often referred to as business intelligence. Each of these critical areas requires a commitment to a coordinated and structured approach that includes resource considerations for people, process, and technologies. This has been the focus of the Ohio Department of Transportation, working with Data Transfer Solutions, aka DTS, over the past two years with the creation of an Office of Data Governance, the staffing of a Chief Data Officer position, and the development of a data governance program that will result in data warehousing strategies for standardized data from which on-demand reporting and data analysis can occur with the most current standardized data from a variety of disparated data systems in use within the DOT. Here with me to discuss how you go about getting the most value out of your investment in data is Alan Ibaugh, Business Unit Director of DTS and Subject Matter Expert on Managing Big Data, and Soraya Saflicki, a Business Analyst with DTS working on the ODOT project. Welcome, guys. Thanks, John. Yeah, this is Alan Ibaugh here. A um, little bit of background first as we get into the podcast today. I um, Going back in time, I started as a urban planner and geographer, and that really, as far as my um, my technical training, I would say back in college, and really came out and immediately moved into the transportation space. And that transportation space took me into really getting into a lot of work in asset management as well as um, data analytics associated with transportation information. And I've been working in that space probably for 20 years now. Um, find it interesting from, where, if you think back, John, where we started, um, where we were working with, um, well, I'll go back to my days and think you're pretty close to me in punch cards and all of this kind of fun stuff and computers to where we're at today in looking at data analytics in the areas of um, artificial intelligence and machine learning and what we can get out of um, computers, what's happening now 
and, and getting, you know, really fast, real-time information. Uh, and I think we'll probably talk through some of this as we go along. I'm probably jumping more towards the end than the beginning, but that's just, it's a, amazingly exciting to me of what's happened and all the innovations that's, that come along the way, along the way. And then we find ourselves here talking about how we manage that information and, and data being considered as an asset, which is typically not how it's um, how that has happened through that through my experience anyway. So again, I'll stop there, and I'm sure we'll get into more details on this. And I'll let Soraya give a little bit of her background. Yeah, so I have um, I'm Soraya Saflicki, a business analyst here with uh, DTS, and in my career, I've always worked in the transportation realm. Um, within the technology group, and I have sort of seen the evolution of data as an asset where before, you know, the, being in transportation, they've always collected data and knew that at some point it could be used, but didn't quite know how they wanted to use it or what, you know, what in what ways they could leverage that data. And so I've been it's been great for me to work with our transportation clients in um, sort of guiding them in ways they, they can use that data for, like Alan was saying, doing some of that more predictive analytics and, and really becoming, you know, going from a reactive um, way of working to a more proactive way of working. And so I think as, as we've, you know, worked with our clients, they've, they're starting to see that value in, in data um, as an asset, you know, not just pavement and culverts, which are the obvious things, but now they're really seeing data as an asset. And I think we're going to start seeing more of these um, agencies really paying attention to their data and wanting to take it to that next level. So I'm excited to, to be able to, to be on that journey with them. So you guys, along with our peers at DTS and some of our business partners, have been working on the creation of a data governance program for the Ohio DOT, utilizing the approach that data should be treated as an asset. Alan, tell me how this project came about, and let's discuss what data as an asset means and why it is your most valuable asset any organization uh, has control of. Yeah, sure, John. Uh, you know, the Ohio DOT, what they were really searching to do in this project and how it came about was they have many different and disparate business systems that are providing information for the agency but they're not talking to each other very well and even the the artifacts within the, each of those systems are not defined very well so what they and so what that leads to is having incorrect information to make decisions and making in and making bad decisions and in a lot of cases extending their budgets and their resources further than they would had they potentially considered data as an asset at the beginning of their process um, when they started putting these business systems together rather than now coming to a, a place where they've operated 10, 12, 15 different types of business systems uh, all in their own silos for so long, now having to come back and, and, and look at, wow, we've got all this information. We don't know how to utilize it very well. We don't know how it cross connects and talks and integrates across platforms. So it's really what we want to do in this project is understand data, consider that data as an asset and how to bring these different disparate systems together. 
when we talk about data assets, we're not just talking about um, file structures. We're talking about documents. Think about there's diagrams of facilities that they have and buildings and everything in, within them. It could be everything associated with um, warranties that they have in terms of different assets that they're keeping and when do I need to go inspect that sign again because the warranty's coming due. It's all those different types of components. Data represents a lot of different things. It's systems, it's applications, it's web pages, you name it. They need to think about that holistically and figure, figure out how do I bring this information together in a way within one platform, potentially a data warehouse or a business intelligence tool that allows me to drill into each of those different business systems one way and then get the information out so that I could look at building our capital plans and our um, what we need to do in terms of projects in the future, uh, handle that in, in, in one fashion rather than having to try to go and sift through so many different silos. And then as I go through those silos, again, thinking about data as an asset, is the information in there to begin with correct? So it's it's of that level of data quality that's being discussed as far as what they wanted to do within the project as well. So it's, I mean, I could go on, and I'm sure you guys both have um, information you want to provide here too, but as I, I mean, important to me is, and I think it should be important to everyone who's listening to this, is that data typically becomes the last thing thought about. And in this case, and, and, and what it constitutes in terms of how it's structured, how it's set up, how it's shared, how it's um, how it's visible, and all those different components, that's what this, what we're talking about is data as an asset, how us getting that right can drive us to efficiencies and drive us to making better decisions. I'll turn it to John or Sarai. Yeah, I think that's a, a very valid point you make, uh, that data does cross a spectrum. And I think during the ODOT project, we validated three main pillars to turning an enterprise information management system, like an asset management system, into a tool that can be used to not only report on our historical data, but to also use it to predict an organizational uh, future infrastructure and budgetary needs. Uh, and that predictive analysis or that concept of predictive analysis, which is often used in capital improvement planning. It's a very powerful system if you can bring it all together. Uh, but most agencies have struggled bringing it together. What are the key pillars required to transform your data from mere data into knowledge and wisdom and ultimately into predictable positive impacts, which is really the goal of government agencies as they go through their capital improvement and annual maintenance planning is to be able to predictively uh, uh, estimate their budgets and their resource needs to have a positive and predictive uh, outcome or impact on their infrastructure. So Soraya, what are those three key pillars that uh, have been focused on in this ODOT project? Uh, those, the, those main pillars um, for for your data is data governance. You know, what is data governance? And data governance is basically those overlying standards that will control that data. So you have to have 
standards in place to to drive that data you know making sure that the data the quality of that data is is good because if you don't have good quality data then you can't have good quality predictions right it's garbage in garbage out the other piece is enterprise data warehousing alan touched upon that a little bit in his um answer before because Having your data in silos is not going to allow you, you're going to work harder to, to gather information. So if you're looking to run a report, you're going to work harder to gather that data if it's siloed or in separate pieces. Whereas if your data is in an enterprise data warehouse, you can now more efficiently pull data from all of those systems about those various assets to more efficiently run reports. So you're, again, you're sort of approaching that from a holistic point of view, right? You're not taking pieces, you know, from each um, asset, but it's all in one place. So it's in an enterprise location, all living together where we can now um, leverage that data to take us into that third pillar, which is analytics, okay? So now, we're, we're taking data to that next level, right? We've used data to sort of help us in, in being more proactive. We've used data in helping us make better, smarter decisions, saving us money. But now we want to take to that next level. We want to take it to that analytics, right? Now we're talking prediction. We're talking machine learning. Think about all of that historical data that these organizations gather, right? They have years of data. So how cool is that, that now they can take all of this historical data and start making predictions, start making predictions about when, how long pavement is lasting, what the material is, um, you know, all of these reports that now you can run. So those Th those are the main pieces that are going to impact this, this your use of data, data governance, data warehousing, and data analytics. It really is exciting to think about how technology is rapidly progressing uh, and advancing the tools and the abilities to manage our infrastructure in a state of good repair in a more timely manner, a more judicious manner, and uh, utilizing our, our limited resources. Alan, you had alluded to earlier uh, some of the considerations that go into these systems. Uh, oftentimes, data is one of the last considerations. And as we know, when you implement an information management system, oftentimes you start by looking at what types of reports or information do you want to get out of your system, and then you reverse engineer it and work it backwards. What are some of the, the main considerations, wh whether you're talking about implementing a data governance program, developing a data warehouse, or deploying business intelligent tools for data analytics? What are those main pillars and considerations that are often overlooked and, and that need to be considered when you go through your planning process? Yeah, I think that's a good question, John. I mean, you have to think about, we talked quite a bit about business systems and data and, and those components to the considering data as an asset and putting together a, a, a enterprise data warehouse, but it starts with people. I mean, let's think about that. It's It starts with the folks that are going to be in the trenches from a, 
all the way from a data collection perspective. So the, the, the first data that you're bringing into a system, how good, what quality of information do we have? For instance, I'm out in the field and I'm, I'm looking at a particular um, sidewalk and I'm, I'm looking to, to build ADA compliance and look for um, where do we have deficiencies in the sidewalk? Is the person out there correctly measuring the sidewalk and the curb ramps and, and taking the right pictures and um, bringing the technology to bear? That's still a person that has to be you know, that's out there doing that. So that's that's one component. That's just a data collection component. But there's also the person component of now it comes back in and it's management across a particular department. It's a management across multiple departments. It's the coordination between those departments to come together on a data governance standard for that data, um, potentially having to put together a committee or um, a position that oversees data management like a chief data officer. Um, those kinds of things are, are, I mean, to me, it starts with people first. That's just one of the, I would consider the three main components in this, the pillars to um, how you would put together a program like this. The other one is process. This is the second one in this is, and those processes are your business processes that include people, right? That's the who, who's doing what, where, who's the data steward, who's the person who is um, responsible for the authoritative information within a particular department. Those processes and the workflows that are built out, have they been documented? Are they shared? Is it part of an overall strategic plan that gets um updated each year so that you're you're continuing to to put those processes together and to put, improve on them. The idea here is continuous process improvement in a lot of cases. We want to try to continue to get better as we go about or, um, putting these, you know, considering data as an asset and putting these systems together to support it. When I talk about systems, I'm talking about people, processes, and technology, and that's the, really the third component. So we put a system in place that uses the people that I talked about, defines the processes and documents them, and then the technologies to support it. And you have to look at a lot of agencies have legacy um, technologies that need to be potentially replaced. And there's a ton, I mean, we could go really deep with this if we wanted to. There is a ton of te technical resources and the way to host information that can be brought to bear now that help with data governance and um, the ability to manage data in one repository and have a um, catalog basically into everything that you have in your agency. Defining data governance within an organization. It seems data governance is where it should all begin. When it when implementing an information management system or reporting system, you really need to start with those reports, like I said before, and reverse engineer it to determine the appropriate data fields and formats to ensure you successfully use and benefit from your data. For our conversation here, we'll define data governance as a set of overarching policies and procedures to maximize the availability, integration, usability, quality, and security of data. It is a business competency that engages workforces at executive, strategic, tactical, and operational levels to create, implement, and maintain data standards for making better decisions. But there is more to data governance than just policies and some procedures, right? So 
What are the elements of a data governance system? Tune into the next episode to find out. Alan, Sarai, and I will get into the specifics about the elements of data governance, including business drivers, a defined data governance program, data lifecycle, technologies, and much more. We hope to see you then.